Hi, and welcome to Global Impact, a podcast designed to help you find the freedom to accomplish more with your life, increase the productivity of your team, and make a difference in the lives of people around the world. I'm your host, J.W. Oliver, and I thank you for joining us. How many dentists in the U.S.? 180,000? Yeah, yeah, 160, 180,000, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. If you need 20 practices, there's there's got to be 20 out of 100, 160,000 that you can find who who want to stick up their hand and help you. you know, and yeah, it made me think of something an old coach in my high school American football, not your football, American football days said. They said. Uh, you, you can't make you can't make chicken salad out of chicken poop. Now, he used a different <laughs> word for poop, but he but he used to tell us, you know, you can't make a football player out of you know if you don't have the tools. And so, I think it's I think it's true. At some point, you have to start evaluating your staff. You have to start evaluating your systems and say, I can't make these work, so I've got to make a change. And and a lot of times, I truly believe that you're enabling that person to go do a job that they can do because obviously you you know, put that square peg in that round hole that they're not able to do anyway. Yeah, some, sometimes people move on and, and, and yeah, they might realize that they've left a really good job and they don't want to ever go through that again. And so they pick up their game as well. And, and you know, your place may not have been for them and maybe they have pride that won't come back, but they want to, you know, be, be better for their next uh, employer. And that's really important for, for, for them. But, you know the best the best people you know it's easier it's easier to to hire for attitude and train for skill than to hire for yep. skill and train for attitude and um and so you're looking for that and it's the same sometimes we don't know what we don't know you know i did i didn't know much about selling until i started listening to a friend of mine just said to me he said you need to listen to zig ziglar's oh goals. yeah 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 right and i remember sitting down with all those cassette tapes born to win zig ziglar's program on goals and i listened to that and uh, i i was very fortunate i got to see zig ziglar live in australia a couple of times yeah um and i think it's just the anniversary of his passing this this week um, oh is that right yeah just 2012 no, late november say, 2012 yeah. Yeah. yeah and um yeah he was an inspiration i saw jim Rohn as well so you start to seek out uh, the cream rises to the top, JW as well. So it's always the same practices. The the people who buy coaching from one guy, they'll buy it from another guy as well because they realise that maybe there's a little bit of of something else. Pick up something here, from, pick up something here, yeah, something there. But you know, often often um, in golf, that's that's the demise of you. You know, the demise of you in golf. In golf, you just get a coach and follow your coach. Don't read magazines. Yeah, don't try working on it yourself. You can't see it. Just yeah, and, and, and we're getting back to my swim guy. You know, I, I, we, we, my wife and I. She worked in uh, rural Victoria last week, and we had a pool outside our uh, hotel room. There was someone swimming. They had the worst arm action. I think she needed a swim coach. Her arms were bent in front of her, and, and she, when she when, when and when she got, took her head out of the out of the water to breathe. Her, her neck probably did a 270, you know, it was, a, she needs a swim coach. But, um. <laughs> well, I think you're right. I mean, if we're going to perfect our, our, our passion or perfect our skills, I think we got to figure out a way to, to hone that in. And, and as you pointed out, you, you need to take that, 
those skills and learn them better. You know, you mentioned Zig Ziglar in 19, gosh, probably 1997. I actually went to his three-day seminar here. It was called Born to Win. It was a, yes. a three days of, and Zig spoke every day. And it was a small group. There might have been a 150 people there. And, and you know, when you really want to learn to get better, you, you start setting goals. You start uh, uh, creating those habits that you want to have. And, you, you know, I've been... I've been overweight and I've been out of shape and I've known that, okay, the only way to overcome this is to, to start doing things that, that, um, that get you in the goal, put you in the direction, the goal that you want to be in. So again, if you want to get better, find a coach. If you want to get better, set goals. If you want to get better, change. And I think that's the key to uh, uh, the dental office practice as well. Well, you mentioned it. A lot of dentists don't even, they don't, they don't, you know, they get to the end of the week, the end of the month and they say, how much money do we make? instead of saying, well, this is what I should be making each day. And if I work 10 days, I'm going to make 10 times that in the month. Or if I work 20 days, I'm going to make 20 times that in the month. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I, what I did in my practice was, you know, I, I looked at how much did I make in the previous year? And then what was the ideal day to make that? So I looked at how many crowns did I do in that year? How many fillings did I do in that year? How many root canals did I do in that year? And then what I wanted to do was make every day worth the same because nothing nothing infuriated me more than working my tail off and not getting paid because I was doing lots of rats and my stuff and then other days when I'd, I'd, I'd do three or four crowns and my, I'd be peaking I go I haven't really worked hard to cut these three or four crowns so why not cut one a day and just have that average so I turn up for the day and my, my daily average was 10,000 that's that was my goal I turn up I'm gonna do 10,000 for me and then the other other things in the practice, you know, the hygienists had goals, and but I just wanted that consistency. So, you know, if you think of a doctor who's a surgeon, they can't get it because they have a day in theatre. That's when they make their money. Then the next day they do rounds, well, they get paid nothing for the rounds because they've been paid for the theatre. And then the next day they're doing consultations, and that's kind of like drip drips compared. Um, whereas we get the chance to mix. You know, it's it's what do we call that? The mix of sand, uh, pebbles rocks and boulders we can yeah. mix it up so we can make it so that it's the same every time and consistency is what consistency in your day creates consistency of attitude as well if you know you're going to hit that mark every time nothing was worse than working your tail off and going why don't i only make two thousand ah. dollars you know uh, it's funny you mentioned zig ziglar again it made me think when you were talking about setting goals you know one of zig's favorite ones is you can't hit a target that you can't see and so, you know, a lot of people just, I just want to make a lot of money today, or, or I just want to, I just want to really do well this month. Well, what did that breakdown and mean to you? Is that a specific goal? Was that a number of patients? Was that a dollar amount? Is that how much you want to take home? Or is that your overhead? And it's actually all of those. And it's, it's putting those actual goals onto paper. So you got a target that you're shooting for every day. Just like you said, you got a $10,000 target, then that's your target for the day. And, and you're exactly right. Let's get back to the football team with practicing and a playbook. You know, you know who you're playing in seven days' time. So you research, you see what they do, and you work out your playbook to yeah. counter them. Yeah. And then you practice for that day. You don't say, all right, well, let's just practice when we get there on the day. That's not going to work. <laughs> a lot of dentists do that. Well, okay, they turn up, they go, all right, what do we got on today? Ah, okay. Uh, so, um, and we get down to, again, picking those those 5%, you know, top 20%. Very hard to move people up and down out of that bottom 80%, you know, and, and it's, it's nice working with the, 
the top 20% of the population. It really is nice working with them. And um, I, I, I figured that there's plenty of dentists who just want the 80 percenters. And so, you know, we move some of them along. But having said that, some of my best patients were people who you would say, you know, my best patient really was a guy who was in the in the 15 years I worked on his teeth. He was a, a storeman, a postman and a garbage man. Those were his three jobs. But he, he and I said, he's not our typical patient, but whatever we're doing for Russell, that's what we got to find out what we're doing for him. And we got to do that for everybody because he loves us. And so um, and it's funny, I, after I left my practice, I saw that Russell was on a Facebook group for my area that I used to have my practice. So I asked him if he would be my friend. He sends me a message. He said, he said, I am so flattered that you would want to be my friend. Wow. So, you know, I would never have thought that. And so Russell and I, we don't vote the same. We don't follow the same football team, but we have this. In fact, his, his Facebook profile picture was a picture that we took. We, we got one of those super size of the Facebook hand, yeah, you know, like a glove, right, and we right. took that in the practice, and that's his Facebook profile picture. I took his Facebook profile picture. <laughs> so that's, that's just a crack up. But a you know, night. you, you kind of segued into something that I kind of wanted to finish on, and and I think it's a lost art in business. And, and when I, and I, I fell at it the same, whether it's in our uh, outsourcing business at Support DDS or whether it's in my equipment business, and I think it's in the same practices as well. And it always brings me back to a, a biblical verse that I love in Galatians 5.22. It says, the fruits of the spirit. It talks about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I truly believe, and, and I want to kind of throw this at you as a kind of a, my next to the last question for you. But when you think about those fruits of the, the spirit, especially joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, that's a lost art in running a business as well. We forget that Russell, your, your uh, patient and now your friend on Facebook, he stuck with you because you offered, I'm sure, most of those fruits of the spirit to him to bring him back. And I don't care whether we're talking about, I, I actually was stopped and got a hamburger today because I was in a hurry. I actually got one of the impossible hamburgers from Burger King. It's a meatless hamburger and it was good by the way, just to give a little ching to Burger King. But um, the lady was very unkind at the front. And I know that uh, she's very low level and introdu you know, intro person, but I thought, wow, I was not impressed by her. She didn't look at me, she didn't smile. And isn't that what's lost in business today are those traits and if i was guessing the two things i would guess about your practice most successful practices they're setting goals which they say is less than four percent of practices and businesses and people in the world or at least in the u.s and then it's those fruits of the spirit that that kindness that love that joy don't you think that's what's missing in most businesses it is it's funny you should say that because i just um I'm, I'm traveling for the next month and so I've been writing my blogs in advance and I was just writing one today that'll come out in three weeks. Uh, last three days I've been in back in Sydney. Uh, my children live in the, in the city and so uh, we, we, were, we were doing some coaching but I'd get up and go for a walk early and um, when I went for a walk, every person that I walked past, and this is 5.36 in the morning so I'm not walking through crowds, I'm walking, you know, you see the odd person um, here and there, but enough, every person walked past me as if I was invisible. You know, wow. you, you, look, you look to see if they're going to wave, you know, acknowledge, smile, every person. 
And when I used to live in Northern Sydney, it used to be maybe uh, one in 10 was like that. Down here in the country, yeah, you're looking for people. There's nobody walking on the road. So everybody is way, I wave at the cars and they wave back. Because of the angle of the windscreen, you can't even see who they are. So sometimes I get them and I can see the hand. But that's the whole thing. And so I tied them into the dental office because in the dental office, we said um, the four foot rule. And that is that if you pass within four foot of another human being, you've got to acknowledge them, you've got to smile at them, you've got to wave at them, you've got to talk to them, you've got to greet them. Whether they're a co-worker, whether they're a patient, whether they're a family member of a patient, uh, whether they're your employer, whether they're uh, somebody just visiting your office. If you're out there, you've got to say hello, you've got to pass them in the hallway, you've got to say hello. We need to lift that. And when you do that, it, re it creates confidence, it reduces timidity, but it creates an air of, you know, joy and giving as well because you do you know nothing better than somebody smiles at you it just makes you feel good to receive a smile yeah and, absolutely um, and well so, and again those uh, are those and you you mentioned about some of the things that don't cost a lot of money one of those is uh we we talked about before you got on the phone or before we got on this this uh, uh podcast was that the call tracking and just you can improve the way that people are treating the patients the way they're talking to them the way they answer the phone how they handle cancellations or you know information but you you take if you took two simple principles maybe i need to be a dental office coach we'll just teach call tracking on the front side and then on the back side we'll just teach how to give a friendly word of encouragement or a compliment and i, I agree with you you know i'm going to be headed to new york city and that's that's one of the things i don't like about that is everybody's in a hurry everybody's in a hurry to get to the next place and they really kind of tuned out and of course smartphones and everything else have taken away from our time but i believe we've got to invest back in our people we've got to invest back in our, our customers and we've got to give more time to, to to that focus as well and that can improve our our dental practice oh it does yeah people don't go to the dentist you know you, you know when when you go to a, a barbecue or a dinner party or a cocktail party you don't see people standing there you know pulling back their cheek and saying look at the margins on this crown down here on this tooth you know look how close they are that must be five microns they're all, the only thing they're talking about their dentist is how how they make them feel you know how, i go there because they're really friendly and uh, they make me a great cup of coffee and you know the people are really nice you know and 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 you you ask why did they not go back to the dentist? It's either somebody at the office was rude or they felt like they were just being taken for granted, you know, that they, they, they weren't appreciated, lack of appreciation. And so if we can always, again, smiling at people instead of walking straight past them shows that we appreciate people. And, you know, a smile takes less muscles to use than a frown. Yeah. Um, we, we just got to keep smiling. Answer the phone with a smile, even if it can't be seen. You can hear a smile on the phone and um, you can hear pleasant people on the phone. You really know them. Whereas people just going through the motions on the phone, you know, you just want, sometimes you just want to take a shower after you've been on the phone with those sort of people. You know, just, ugh, get That's off what they that. call those, those, those negative neurons is where they say you can go into a room and you know the negativity coming off of some people as well. Oh yeah, you can, you can feel that. So um, it's, um, yeah. It, You've just got you just got to be in a, a place of abundance and love and if you can run that in your business Where everybody's happy to see you everybody knows who's coming in we know who's coming in what because we've got a, a we've Got an agenda as to who's exactly so call them by their name before they, they tell us who they are Yeah, we actually we actually know their name. We don't have to wear name tags even that's right. Yeah, 
Yeah, because so, sometimes you you think about just sorry, just to you know sometimes you you think about it. You can go and do business with somebody, go for a meal even, and uh, and they don't even know who you are or what your story is, and they're hoping you're going to come back. But if they just ask a couple of questions, show a little bit of interest, and you get a connection. Oh yeah, you live there. I live there. Yeah, you go to that school. Like yeah, you know, that church. Boom, you'll be back. And that's all you yeah. want. You just want to connect. And we we can all connect in one phase or another, even if we disagree on politics or sports or following or how we run our business or how we run our families. We all can find that something that connects us. That's absolutely for sure. Well, David, you've done uh, an incredible amount. My last thing I was going to ask you. You know, you've you've written a bestseller. You've developed the 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 ultimate experience. Your your wife is doing a lot with with her business. Uh, you're a radio host. You you do a, a couple hours at night. We talked about it on Thursday night with uh, some some really cool music, and I've actually popped on there and listened to some of the music that they play. You're a Kiss fan. Uh, yeah. You, you love the group Kiss. Uh, you've got some cool hats that you wear all the time. Uh, I've seen a lot of the, the Yankees hats that you've got, and you've got some. I've seen you with some of the cool hats you take on walks, and you do some walks for cancer and. You're just a, a, a you're a cool guy. How about that? You're a cool guy, and you're you're, you're fun to uh, interact with on social media. What's next for David Moffat? What's what's the big thing? What's the impactful thing that you see that's that's on the horizon? Well, I think um, for me, for me, obviously, uh, I'm really enjoying at the moment building uh, my wife's business with the the call tracking because I can see the immediate impact that's making on a lot of practices in getting their phones right. You know, the public screaming for good service at a dental office, and and as you and I were talking before we started the podcast, you know, one third of phone calls to a dental office don't even get answered. Yeah. And so if we can get results happening, that's good. On the personal side, uh, as I mentioned, we live you know two hours out of Sydney now in a small village. Well, we, you know, we've got 68 acres on the edge of a small village of 400 people, and uh, I'm liking that because my nearest neighbour is about 800 yards away, and um, we've got enough room to do a, a little extension on the house to just uh, bring. You know, it's, it's it's not a farmhouse like the Beverly Hillbillies had, but uh, it's got a few things that need modernising, and we're going to do a little extension. So that's our plan for the next year. It's got a nice established garden as well, so it's um, it's got a little bit of an English style garden that we that we want to work on so we're doing that but I'm enjoy I'm enjoying uh, and you didn't mention it but I'm enjoying raising beef cattle down here oh yeah and, I forgot uh, to mention the cow you talk to your cows too and I like that as well. yeah well I've got I've got three there's my wife bought the first four that she bought one of them died after a couple of years but the other three are still with us and they're seven years old and that they keep growing every year wow <laughs> but but uh, what happens is when when the new ones come along and stay for a year and then go these guys just show them around and they, they get looked after well they're all grass fed there's, there's, we don't feed them any grain here and and you know, they enjoy it and hopefully they though their lives are short they uh, they have a good life here uh, before they go off to make um, make uh, humans happy um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying just being you know, making sure my fences are good and my grass is growing and my, my, my cows are, are fine. And I've learned that uh, my pet cows, they love sliced bread. So they'll come, they'll run, they'll run a hundred yards to eat sliced bread out of your hand, which is really funny. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but you know, all of the things that you're talking about being able to do, whether it's mending fences or, 
be it as you would quit saying 68 acres that's out on the ranch if you were out on the ranch out there uh you, you're able to do that because what i call is finding your freedom whether that's freedom from finances or freedom from the busy hectic life or whatever that might be but you're able to do that because you put your goals you put your life experiences you put your business acumen to work to build your business so that today you can do what you want and i think that's the important thing I th jw you know a friend of mine um he uh he passed away from a uh, cerebral aneurysm in his practice uh, at lunchtime. And wow. uh, this is a few years ago, and I went and looked at his practice. His wife was trying to sell it. And uh, in the hour that I spent with her, I could see it was like watching The Price is Right. You know, the price was coming down by the minute mm. that he wasn't there. And I thought I couldn't put my family through that. I knew that my practice was worth a lot. And so I wanted to sell my practice and get that money for my practice back into my side of the, the ledger so that if ever that happened um, you never know when you're going to get the tap on the shoulder to come That's and right. meet the, yeah. the Lord and so you've got to be ready for that and so I, I, I wanted to make sure my finances were right if that happened but I also wanted to make sure that if ever I got the tap on the shoulder I said well you know I've been to I played golf at St Andrews I've been to the top of the Empire State Building I've been to um, the um, Statue of Liberty and um, you know, I've played golf at Pine Valley. Uh, I've I've done the thing. I climbed up the Eiffel Tower. I've done, you know, the, my bucket list is really small. I've done nearly everything yeah. I wanted to do. And so, if I get the tap, I'm I'm ready to go. And a lot of guys don't get that that opportunity to live their life. Um, you know, and then they try and cram it in the end. And sometimes, it's uh, there is no end. You know, there is no time at the end. The end just comes and takes But all this is possible them. because you did some planning, you put some things into place, and and you're making and you're still making an impact. And I think that's what I'm looking at. You know, as you get a little older, I'm um, hitting that mid 50 stretch, and you start looking about, hey, what's my legacy? What what am I going to leave? How am I going to make an impact? And and that's what we're trying to do there in Zimbabwe is is to bring in the insourcing and and expose the wonderful people that we have there so that we can make impacts in the world. But I can't do that unless I do some careful planning, uh, put back the customer service, try to put back some of the, the business and things in place that you're talking about doing with that ultimate dental experience. And uh, man, I just wish you and your wife the, the, the best of luck with uh, your new venture, the call tracking experience, because I think that's gonna be a hit. That, that's the basic one that needs to be addressed. That, 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 that's the basic one. And, and from that, you know, they, they like the coaching that we offer as well. The coaching is, you know, once they see, again, you know, just like buying, you know, oh, you sell this, what else do you sell? You know, and, uh, and that's what we've got to offer. So we've got a lot of things to offer. Uh, it's for people who want better for themselves. It's not, it's not about having more money. It's just about having control, I think. Yeah. And you know, it, when, when we're in control, then we have choices that we can make and we can choose to, you and I were talking about this before about philanthropy. When you're in control of your finances, you can give money back. You can spend yeah. money and, 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 and invest it in, in different charities rather than giving it to the government and hoping that they get the money to the right charities as well. Sometimes that doesn't work either. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it go, go, goes into slush funds and consultants in, in, in government, but never, never, never goes to, uh, to, to sometimes the people that really really need it so um yeah it gives us that opportunity of giving back and, and i like to do that as well so uh, um one thing i can say to you when, when you and your wife you said australia was on your bucket list and only coming down because uh, um 
one of the things that I, I think I really should do is is run paid tours. You know, I get people contact me and I say, all right, well, you've got a week in Sydney. This is what we're going to do. Here's the itinerary, and you know, you're going to be busy every day. You're going to need a holiday when you get back after you come to Sydney. But uh, well, now when you, now be careful when you invite me because I'm one of those guests that can come for about four or five weeks and just enjoy the whole time I'm there. So you might you might be ready to get rid of me by the time I arrive. <laughs> Well, you're always welcome. And uh, and as I used to say to uh, to my American friends, uh, you don't need to buy uh, a return ticket. You only need a one-way ticket when you come down here because you you're not going to want to leave. I so, love that. Uh, I love that. Hey, I'm at that age now where I just can do that too, so I may just stay as well. Well, David, it's been a super good time to have you. I enjoy following you on Facebook, on your social media. and uh, It's super good to be able to talk to you here on the podcast. And uh, just keep on doing good because you're doing it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And this is this has got to be the, the uh, probably the longest 15 minute podcast you've ever done, I'd say. Yeah, our uh, our 15 minutes that was our uh, that was our intro line. So yeah, <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. I I, I know people are going to enjoy it just to hearing more about you because uh, uh, it, it is a lot of fun just to sit and talk with you. So again, thanks, and uh, we wish you the best, and looking forward to seeing you down under. Thanks, JW. Thanks again for joining us on another edition of Global Impact. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Deezer and follow us on Facebook. Links will be in the description below. Until next time, stay inspired, stay motivated, and make an impact.